Chapter 6 Old Granny Fox is Caught Napping There is a saying among the little people of the green forest and the green meadows which runs something like this. You must your eyes wide open keep to catch Old Granny Fox asleep. Of course, this means that Old Granny Fox is so smart, so clever, so keenly on the watch at all times that he must be very smart indeed who fools her or gets ahead of her. Reddy Fox is smart, very smart, but Reddy isn't nearly as smart as old Granny Fox. You see, he hasn't lived nearly as long, so of course there is much knowledge of many things stored away in Granny's head of which Reddy knows little. But once in a while, even the smartest people are caught napping. Yes, sir, that does happen. They will be careless sometimes. It was just so with old Granny Fox. With all her smartness and cleverness and wisdom, she grew careless, and all the smartness and cleverness and wisdom in the world is useless if the possessor becomes careless. You see, old Granny Fox had become so used to thinking that she was smarter than anyone else unless it was Old Man Coyote that she actually believed that no one was smart enough ever to surprise her. Yes, sir, she actually believed that. Now, you know when a person reaches the point of thinking that no one else in all the great world is quite so smart. That person is like Peter Rabbit when he made ready one winter day to jump out on the smooth ice of the smiling pool, getting ready for a fall. It was this way with old Granny Fox. Because she had lived near Farmer Brown so long and had been hunted so often by Farmer Brown's boy and by Bowser the Hound, she had got the idea in her head that no matter what she did, they would not be able to catch her. So, at last, she grew careless. Yes, sir, she grew careless, and that is something no fox or anybody else can ever afford to do. Now, on the edge of the green forest was a warm, sunny knoll, which, as you know, is sort of a little hill. It overlooked the green meadows and was quite the most pleasant and comfortable place for a sun nap that there ever was. At least, that is what Granny Fox thought. She took sun naps there very often. It was her favorite resting place. When Bowser the Hound had found her trail and had chased her until he she was tired of running and had quite all the exercise she needed or wanted, she would play one of her clever tricks by which to make Bowser lose her trail. Then she would hurry straight to that knoll to rest and to grin at her own smartness. It happened that she did this one day when there was fresh snow on the ground. Of course, every time she put a foot down, she left a print in the snow. And where she curled up in the sun, she left the print of her body. They were very plain to see were those prints, and Farmer Brown's boy saw them. He had been tramping through the green forest late in the afternoon and just by chance happened across Granny's footprints. Just for fun, he followed them, and so he came to the sunny knoll. Granny had left some time before, but of course she couldn't take the print of her body with her. That remained in the snow, and Farmer Brown's boy saw it and knew instantly what that meant. He grinned. And could Granny Fox have seen that grin, she would have been very uncomfortable. You see, he knew that he had found the place where Granny was in the habit of taking her sun naps. So, said he, this is the place where you rest, old Mrs. Fox. After running Bowser almost off his feet, I think we will give you a surprise one of these days. Yes, indeed, I think we will give you a surprise. You have fooled us many times, and now it is our turn to fool you. The next day, Farmer Brown's boy shouldered his terrible gun and sent Bowser the Hound to hunt for the trail of old Granny Fox. 
It wasn't long before Bowser's great voice told all the great world that he had found Granny's tracks. Farmer Brown's boy grinned just as he had the day before. Then with his terrible gun, he went over to the green forest and hid under some pine boughs right on the edge of that sunny knoll. He waited patiently a long, long time. He heard Bowser's great voice growing more and more excited as he followed old Granny Fox. By and by, Bowser stopped baying and began to yelp impatiently. Farmer Brown's boy knew exactly what that meant. It meant that Granny had played one of her smart tricks and that Bowser had lost her trail. A few minutes later, out of the green forest came old Granny Fox, and she was grinning, for once more, she had fooled Bowser. And now she could take a nap in peace. Still grinning, she turned around two or three times to make herself comfortable, and then, with a sigh of contentment, curled up for a sun nap, and in a few moments, was asleep. And just a little way off behind the pine boughs sat Farmer Brown's boy holding his terrible gun and grinning. At last, he had caught old Granny Fox napping. End of chapter 6 Chapter 7 Granny Fox Has a Bad Dream Old Granny Fox was dreaming. Yes, sir, she was dreaming. There she lay, curled up on the sunny little knoll on the edge of the green forest, fast asleep and dreaming. It was a very pleasant and very comfortable place indeed. You see... Jolly round bright Mr. Sun poured his warmest rays right down there from the blue blue sky. When old Granny Fox was tired, she often slipped over there for a short nap in a sun bath, even in winter. She was quite sure that no one knew anything about it. It was one of her secrets. This morning, old Granny Fox was very tired, unusually so. In the first place, she had been out hunting all night. Then, before she could reach home, Bowser the Hound had found her tracks and started to follow them. Of course, it would not have done to go home then. It wouldn't have done at all. Bowser would have followed her straight there and so found out where she lived. So she led Bowser far away across the green meadows and through the green forest and finally played one of her smart tricks which had mixed her tracks so that Bowser could no longer follow them. While he had sniffed and snuffed and snuffed and sniffed with that wonderful nose of his trying to find out where she had gone, Granny Fox had trotted straight to the sunny knoll and there curled up to rest and right away she fell asleep. Now, old Granny Fox, like most of the other little people of the green forest and the green meadows, sleeps with her ears wide open. Her eyes may be closed, but not her ears. Those are always on guard, even when she is asleep. And at the least sound, open fly her eyes, and she is ready to run. If it were not for the way her sharp ears keep guard, she wouldn't dare take naps in the open, right in broad daylight, if you ever want to catch a fox asleep, you mustn't make the teeniest weeniest noise. Just remember that. Now old Granny Fox had no sooner closed her eyes than she began to dream. At first, it was a very pleasant dream. The pleasantest dream a fox could have. It was of a chicken dinner. All the chickens she could eat. Granny certainly enjoyed that dream. It made her smack her lips quite as if it were a real and not a dream dinner she was enjoying. But presently the dream changed and became a bad dream. Yes, indeed, it became a bad dream. It was as bad at first as if it had been good. It seemed to Granny that Bowser the Hound had become very smart, smarter than she had ever known him to be. Do what she would, she could not fool him. Not one of all the tricks she knew, and she knew a great many fooled him all. They didn't puzzle him long enough for her to get her breath. Bowser kept getting nearer and nearer and nearer and nearer. 
all in the dream, you know, until it seemed as if his great voice sounded right at her very heels. She was so tired that it seemed to her that she couldn't run another step. It was a very, very real dream. You know, dreams sometimes do seem very real indeed. This was the way it was with the bad dream of old Granny Fox. It seemed to her that she could feel the breath of Bowser the Hound and that his great jaws were just going to close on her and shake her to death. Oh, oh, cried Granny and woke herself up. Her eyes flew open. Then she gave a great sigh of relief as she realized that her terrible fright was only a bad dream and that she was curled up right in the dear familiar old sunny knoll and not running for her life at all. Old Granny Fox smiled to think what a fright she had had and then, well, she didn't know whether she was really awake or still dreaming. No sir, she didn't. For a full minute she couldn't be sure whether what she saw was real or part of the dreadful dream. You see... She was staring into the face of Farmer Brown's boy and the muzzle of his dreadful gun. For just a few seconds, she didn't move. She couldn't. She was too frightened to move. Then she knew what she saw was real and not a dream at all. There wasn't the least bit of doubt about it. That was Farmer Brown's boy and that was his dreadful gun. All in a flash. She knew that Farmer Brown's boy must have been hiding behind those pine boughs. Poor old Granny Fox. For once in her life, she had been caught napping. She hadn't the least hope in the world. Farmer Brown's boy had only to fire that dreadful gun, and that would be the end of her. And she knew it. End of Chapter 7 Chapter 8 What Farmer Brown's Boy Did Poor old Granny Fox. She had thought that she had been in tight places before, but never, never had she been in such a tight place as this. There stood Farmer Brown's boy looking along the barrel of his dreadful gun, straight at her, and only such a short distance, such a very short distance away. It wasn't the least bit of use to run. Granny knew that. That dreadful gun would go bang, and that would be the end of her. For a few seconds, she stared at Farmer Brown's boy, too frightened to move or even think. Then, she began to wonder why that dreadful gun did not go off. What was Farmer Brown's boy waiting for? She got to her feet. She was sure that the first step would be her last. Yet, she couldn't stay. How could Farmer Brown's boy do such a dreadful thing? Somehow, his freckled face didn't look cruel. He was even beginning to grin. That must be because he had caught her napping and knew that this time she couldn't possibly get away from him as she had so many times before. Oh, sobbed old Granny Fox under her breath. And right at that very instant, Farmer Brown's boy did something. What do you think it was? No, he didn't shoot her. He didn't fire his dreadful gun. What do you think he did do? Why, he threw a snowball at old Granny Fox and he shouted, Boo! That is what he did, and all he did, except to laugh as Granny gave a great leap and then made those back legs of hers fly as never before. Every instant, Granny expected to hear that dreadful gun, and it seemed as if her heart would burst with fright as she ran, thinking each jump would be her last. But the dreadful gun didn't go bang, and after a little while, when she felt safe, she turned to look back over her shoulder. Farmer Brown's boy was standing right where she had last seen him, and he was laughing harder than ever. Yes, sir, he was laughing, and though old Granny Fox didn't think so at the time, his laugh was good to hear for it was good-natured, and merry, and all that an honest laugh should be. "'Go to it, Granny, go it!' shouted Farmer Brown's boy, 
and the next time you are tempted to steal my chickens, just remember I caught you napping and let you off when I might have shot you. Just remember that and leave my chickens alone. Now, it happened that Tommy Tit the Chickadee had seen all that had happened, and he fairly bubbled over with joy. Dee dee dee, chickadee! It is just as I have always said. Farmer Brown's boy isn't bad. He would be friends with everyone if everyone would let him, he cried. Maybe, maybe, grumbled Sammy Jay, who also had seen all that happened, but he's altogether too smart for me to trust. My, my, what news this will be to tell. Old Granny Fox will never hear the end of it. If ever again she boasts of how smart she is, all we will have to do will be to remind her of the time Farmer Brown's boy caught her napping. Ho, ho, ho. I must hurry along and find my cousin, Blackie the Crow. This will tickle him half to death. As for old Granny Fox, she feared Farmer Brown's boy more than ever. Not because of what he had done to her, but because of what he had not done. You see, nothing could make her believe that he wanted to be her friend. She thought he had let her get away just to show her that he was smarter than she. Instead of thankfulness, hate and fear filled Granny's heart. You know, people who themselves do ill, for others seldom have good will. End of chapter 8 Chapter 9 Reddy Fox Hears About Granny Fox Sammy Jay hurried through the green forest, chuckling as he flew. Sammy was brimming over with the news he had to tell. How old Granny Fox had been caught napping by Farmer Brown's boy? Sammy would not have believed it if anyone had told him. No, sir, he wouldn't. But he had seen it with his own eyes, and it tickled him almost to pieces to think that old Granny Fox, whom everybody thought so sly and clever and smart, had been caught actually asleep by the very one of whom she was most afraid, but at whom she always turned up her nose. Presently, Sammy spied Reddy Fox trotting along the lone little path. Reddy was forever boasting of how smart Granny Fox was. He had boasted of it so much that everybody was sick of hearing him. When he saw Reddy trotting along the lone little path, Sammy chuckled harder than ever. He hid in a thick hemlock tree, and as Reddy passed, he shouted, Had I such a stupid old granny as some folks who think they were smart, I never would boast of my granny, but live by myself apart. Reddy looked up angrily. He couldn't see Sammy Jay, but he knew Sammy's voice. There is no mistaking that voice. Everyone knows the voice of Sammy Jay. Of course it was foolish, very foolish of Reddy to be angry, and still more foolish to show that he was angry. Had he stopped a minute to think, he would have known that Sammy was saying such a mean-provoking thing just to make him angry, and that the angrier he became, the better pleased Sammy Jay would be. But like a great many people, Reddy allowed his temper to get the better of his common sense. Who says Granny Fox is stupid, he snarled. I do, replied Sammy Jay promptly. I say she's stupid. She is smarter than anybody else in the green forest and all the green meadows. She is smarter than anyone else in the great world, boasted Reddy, and he really believed it. She isn't smart enough to fool Farmer Brown's boy, taunted Sammy. What's that? Who says so? Has anything happened to Granny Fox? Reddy forgot his anger and a sudden great fear. Could Granny have been shot by Farmer Brown's boy? Nothing much. Only Farmer Brown's boy caught her napping in broad daylight, replied Sammy, and chuckled so that Reddy heard him. I don't believe it, snapped Reddy. I don't believe a word of it. 
Nobody ever caught old Granny Fox napping, and nobody ever will. I don't care whether you believe it or not. It's so, for I saw him, retorted Sammy Jay. You, 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 began Reddy Fox. Go ask Tommy Tit the Chickadee if it isn't true. He saw him too, interrupted Sammy Jay. Dee, 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 chickadee, it's so, and Farmer Brown's boy only threw a snowball at her and let her run away without shooting her, declared a new voice. And there sat Tommy Tit himself. Reddy didn't know what to think or say. He just couldn't believe it. Yet, he had never known Tommy Tit to tell an untruth. Sammy Jay alone he wouldn't have believed. Then Tommy Tit and Sammy Jay told Reddy all about what he had seen and how Farmer Brown's boy had surprised old Granny Fox and then allowed her to go unharmed. Reddy had to believe it. If Tommy Tit said it was so, it must be so. Reddy Fox started off to hunt up old Granny Fox and ask her about it. But a sudden thought popped into his red head and he changed his mind. I won't say a thing about it until sometime when Granny scolds me for being careless, muttered Reddy with a sly grin. Then I'll see what she has to say. I guess she won't scold me so much after this. Reddy grinned more than ever, which wasn't a bit nice of him. Instead of being sorry that old Granny Fox had had such a fright, he was planning how he would get even with her when she would scold him for his own carelessness. End of chapter 9 Chapter 10 Reddy Fox is Impudent Reddy Fox is headstrong, and like most headstrong people, is given to thinking that his way is the best. Just because it is his way. He is smart, is Reddy Fox. Yes, indeed, Reddy Fox is very, very smart. He has to be in order to live. But a great deal of what he knows, he learned from old Granny Fox. The very best tricks he knows, she taught him. She began teaching him when he was so little that he tumbled over his own feet. It was she who taught him how to hunt that it is better never to steal chickens near home, but to go a long way off for them, and how to fool Bowser the Hound. It was Granny who taught Reddy how to use his little black nose to follow the tracks of careless young rabbits, and how to catch meadow mice under the snow. In fact, there is little Reddy nose which he did not learn from wise, shrewd old Granny Fox. But as he grew bigger and bigger until he was quite as big as Granny herself, he forgot what he owed to her. He grew to have a very good opinion of himself and to feel that he knew just about all there was to know. So sometimes when he had done foolish or careless things and Granny scolded him, telling him he was big enough and old enough to know better, he would sulk and go off muttering to himself. But he never quite dared to be openly disrespectful to Granny and this, of course, was quite as it should be. If only I could catch Granny doing something foolish or careless, he would say to himself often. But he never could and he had begun to think that he never would. But now at last, Granny, clever old Granny Fox, had been careless. She had allowed Farmer Brown's boy to catch her napping. Reddy did wish he had been there to see it himself. But anyway, he had been told about it, and he made up his mind that at the next time Granny said something sharp to him about his carelessness, he would have something to say back. Yes, sir, Reddy Fox was deliberately planning to answer back which, as you know, is always disrespectful to one's elders. At the last, the chance came. Reddy did a thing no truly wise fox ever will do. He went two nights in succession to the same hen house, and the second time he barely escaped being shot. Old Granny Fox found out about it. How she found out, Reddy doesn't know to this day, but find out she did, 
and she gave him such a scolding as even her sharp tongue and seldom had seldom given him. You are the stupidest fox I've ever heard of, scolded Granny. I'm no more stupid than you are, retorted Reddy in his most impudent way. What's that? demanded Granny. What's that you said? I said, I'm no more stupid than you are, and what is more, I hope I'm not so stupid. I know better than to take a nap in broad daylight right under the very nose of Farmer Brown's boy, Reddy grinned in his most impudent way as he said this. Granny's eyes snapped. Then things happened. Reddy was cuffed this way and cuffed that way and cuffed the other way, until it seemed to him that the air was full of her black paws, every one of which landed on his head or face with a sting that made him whimper and put his tail between his legs and howl. There, cried Granny, when at last she had to stop because she was out of breath. Perhaps that will teach you to be respectful to your elders. I was careless and stupid, and I am perfectly ready to admit it, because it has taught me a lesson. Wisdom often gained is through mistakes, but never when one is not willing to admit the mistakes. No fox lives long enough who makes the same mistake twice, and those who are impudent to their elders come to no good end. I have got a fat goose hidden away for dinner, but you will get none of it. I, I wish I'd never heard of Granny's mistake, whined Reddy to himself as he crept dinnerless to bed. You ought to wish that you hadn't been impudent, whispered a small voice deep down inside him. End of chapter 10